Hello there, welcome to episode 28 of Nevermind the Bullens. My name's Mike Peters, this is your bite-sized uh, Everton podcast and vodcast. I'd say weekly, but at the moment we're uh, running through episodes like nobody's business because the, the games are coming that thick and fast. Uh, this game, this uh, podcast, this edition of the podcast, uh, coming after the Leicester game, uh, had a fantastic result. Um, I think before the game, I think most of us would have accepted a point and been quite happy with that away, uh, particularly you know given the number of goals that Leicester have scored, the way they're playing lately, even though they've got a lot of injuries there's still an extremely good side or maybe an outstanding side as um, Brendan himself might say showing a lot of character a lot of intensity all that type of stuff um, but it was a, a brilliant performance a really really good game um, despite Clinton Morrison's uh, I'll call it punditry but still you know he picked the right man of the match I'll give him that much because Abdullah Decore was, was absolutely excellent uh, but that's six points from six back-to-back clean sheets and showing a real solidity which of course we've not been showing um, really at all uh, this season um, and I think a lot of that the shape that we kept we held that shape the defensive line was absolutely immaculate from minute one um, and the discipline we showed the way that we dropped off and dropped in to, to stifle Leicester, obviously using utilising Jamie Vardy's pace um, you know, over the top, and those uh, players, the Tielemans and the Madisons and the Harvey Barnes of this world, I'm, I'm big fans of all of them, um, getting in behind the midfield, and we just didn't allow them to do that the way we defended with that two blocks. There was space behind it. It wasn't just you know a really low block, two blocks of four. There was space, but it was a very, very tight, uh, really condensed um Shape and I have to give credit to Alex Awobi as well for for stifling uh, Justin. I always want to go ow like Justin Timberlake after that, but I'll stop myself on this occasion. Oh no, actually I've done it now, isn't it? Too late. Anyway, but stifling him by adding that extra man in uh, as a as sort of a, a an unorthodox kind of left back uh, and creating that five, um, and that was fair play to him as well, and shows that he's really stepping up his game as well. Alex Awobi in the last uh, few weeks, Michael Keane an absolute totem at the heart of the defence and his. Uh, performance levels have been consistently excellent now for, for several months and it's great to see that he's back in the England squad and long may it continue for us particularly with the fact that he's obviously signed that five year contract and he it needs to be now that defensive linchpin and it's great to see that you know when we've got Ben Godfrey who's coming on leaps and bounds we've got Mason Holgate of course who was, was a first choice for most of us and, and probably still will be uh, and Yeri Mina as well and Jared Branthwaite behind that you know that real depth we've got um, in central defensive positions and the fact that they can play uh, and fill in at, at, at fullbacks that they've been having to do and I do I do wonder whether playing four centre-halves and who are not naturally uh, Holgate and Godfrey are not naturally sort of predisposed to be attacking marauding fullbacks um, is actually a good thing really and has allowed us to have uh, that that sort of defensive uh, solidity that we've had in the last two games in terms of keeping clean sheets. Um, interesting decision to, to uh, rest Jordan Pickford and pick Robin Olsen. It's great to see that Robin Olsen's getting some minutes and he does need that and I wouldn't be in the least bit surprised if he played uh, in the Carabao Cup quarterfinal next week against Manchester United. Um, interesting timing to, to leave Jordan Pickford out as well because he hasn't been getting back into form as we've discussed on this podcast before. Um, but obviously, you know, Olsen didn't really have much to do so that we can't really judge him on that performance. He was excellent against Newcastle, made a cut some really good saves, but did obviously we had to do with, with uh, you know, no little fuss. And... Obviously, uh, you know, the back four were comfortable with him behind them uh, making that back five. And that's that's great to see that we now, for the first time in many, 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 many years, 
that we've got strength in depth, you know, in that goalkeeping position. You know, you've got a, a, a number two who you'd be equally happy with when we've, in years past, we're thinking, oh God, you know, we've got some some clown coming in to, to play, somebody who's deeply inexperienced, you know, the Jan Mukas, the Stefan Vessels of this world, so on and so forth. And you're thinking, this is a big step down from what we've normally got. And also that's great for Jordan Pickford as well, because I argued for a long time when Tim Howard was at the club that he had no real competition including the people that I've just mentioned. And so therefore he got complacent and his performance levels dropped. And that, Jordan Pickford won't allow that now to be the case. Hopefully having Robin Olsen there, a Swedish international, you know, playing for, uh, coming from a big, big club. And, you know, signed as Alisson's replacement at Roma, lest we forget, you know. And Alisson, what an outstanding goalkeeper he is across the park. No question about that. So obviously he's a quality keeper. And now it's great to see that we're really getting, uh, we really have competition for places. And that's what we want. In the same way that United have now got that with David De Gea and Dean Henderson. Um so that ultimately is, is good for the club. It's good for the players, the, the, those two respective players, because they know their performance levels have got to be up, you know, at constantly at the top or the, consistently at the top, because if they don't stay there, then there's a chance that they may well get dropped. Um, <clears throat> that was all the good stuff. Of course, the one really bad thing uh, last from last night, of course, is Alan's injury. I mean, that's a massive, massive blow for us because of how important he's been. And that, the way that he went down there, that doesn't just look like a, a week or two weeks, you know, a little tweak of the hamstring being carried off. Um, that looks like he could be out for, for some time. And particularly at this time of year with games coming thick and fast, that's a big, big blow. However, there are players, that is one area of, of, of uh, you know, the squad where we have got plenty of options. Mason Holgate being one of them. Um you know, he played there uh, this time last year and was superb against Manchester United at Old Trafford last year. So he can play there if we need him to. Uh, Abdoulaye Decore can drop in. We've got uh, Tom Davis as well who can come in and do a job. So I- I'm not... It's a blow because, you know, we're not replacing like-for-like like quality, but it's not an insurmountable blow. And heaven knows, we may even see Jean-Philippe Gabamin. Um, you know, where is he? It's like a game of where's Wally with him. Every time we hear that he's coming back, suddenly he's not back and who knows what's going on with him. Uh, but I have to say, Alan's midfield partner, Abdoulaye Dekoué, rightly getting man of the match. He was absolutely outstanding and we're really starting to see his performance levels, uh, which had dipped a bit, um, picked back up in the last few games, um, you know, terrifically and long may that continue because we're going to need him. He's really going to have to be that sort of midfield linchpin uh, for, for the next a uh, few weeks, possibly a couple of months. We don't know uh, because as I record this, we don't know what the uh, the situation is with Alan and how long, uh, an estimate of how long he could be out. Uh, great to see Richarlison get his goal as well. I mentioned in the last podcast, it's almost prophetic, isn't it? That he just needed a goal and he got one courtesy of a, a rare blunder from Casper um, Schmeichel. Uh, but hopefully now that's him, you know, back in amongst the goals and his confidence levels will be up again. And we need him because... We can't just rely on, on Dominic Calvert-Lewin consistently for the season. We've never traditionally been a side that's done that, certainly since the days of, you know, Graham Sharp and all the rest of it. But even then, you know, the Trevor Stevens, the Kevin Sheedys, etc., will be chipping in with goals left, right and centre. We've never consistently had a 25-goal-a-season striker. And Romelu Lukaku was the exception to that. Um, so we don't want to be relying on Don, particularly if, heaven forbid, he gets an injury. What do we do then? We start still need to spread those goals around. And he has... Richarlison has been a consistent scorer for us for the last couple of years and we need him to, to start chipping in with, with his goals again. Um, but his team performances have been have been excellent, but he's obviously been missing out on scoring those goals, which obviously uh, he wants to do, which is, which is great to see. So 
six points from a week that you know if you did, we'd have had two draws uh, given our, our form running into these games you'd have said yeah okay great um, but we've picked ourselves back up we're back in fifth you know we're a couple of points off off third we're right on the cusp of the of the Champions League places uh, and now we need to go and, and complete the set really for this week and, and beat Arsenal on Saturday I mean Arsenal's problems are very well documented I don't <laughs> I don't hold any sort of uh, any give hold any water with these ideas of sacking Mikel Arteta I don't think that's going to get them anywhere at all but it'd be peak Everton actually for us to go and cock that game up on Saturday you know the most winnable game of the three um, but you know with confidence high and now you look at the form table and we've taken 10 points from our last five games you know three wins a draw and one defeat in that against Leeds and a game that arguably we shouldn't probably could have got something out of um, with the chances that we had even though they were probably the better team, then, you know, actually our form the last couple of games has, has picked up again and we need that to keep that going with City, Sheffield United um, and, and West Ham to come as well as the Carabao Cup quarterfinal. We really need to get into a groove now uh, over the course of the next few weeks because this is absolutely pivotal um, for the season and could, you know, really make or break where we sort of end up and putting us in a great position after Christmas with the transfer window opening to you know be able to bring in a couple of extra bodies Deli Ali has been widely talked about I think he would be an excellent addition to the squad uh, you know in those um, attacking positions where we a midfield as well where we are a little bit light he would be a great addition a real quality addition um, so you know it's crucial that we now haven't got this momentum we keep it going so hopefully we can do that against uh, Arsenal uh, get those goals I mean they're not going to come out and score six or seven touch wood because that's just not the way they've been playing this season so fingers crossed for, for Saturday in the 2000 that will be at Goodison Park and hopefully lead us to another victory until then if you want to get in touch at nmtvpod on Twitter nmtvpod at gmail.com if you want to email uh, and I shall see you in episode 29 after the Arsenal game on Saturday until then Come on, you blues.